like you've sinned so much that God could never forgive you. Well, it's a common way to feel for many. And when you do, that's when the devil moves in with his lies. The problem is, his lies are so easy to believe. Why? Because they match up with your feelings. Welcome to From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve, where today we conclude the five-lesson series, The Walk helping us to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. We'll learn critical truth from Scripture that'll enable us to resist the devil's lies. And there are a lot of those to resist these days. Hence the title of the lesson, No More Lies. You'll hear part two of this lesson today. Part one was last time, and you can pick that up when you go to fromhisheart.org. Click the listen link. So if you can now, open your copy of God's Word to the book of Romans, chapter 8. And let's walk with the Lord confidently with the message, No More Lies. Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve. I'll begin reading in verse 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Brethren, and whom he predestined, these he also called, and whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who's the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died, yes, rather who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for thy sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Such a great passage of Scripture. And it's so filled with truth. Now, I've entitled this message, No More Lies, so that you and I would not listen to the lies of the devil, but we would listen to the truth of God and walk by faith and not by feeling, walk by faith and not by sight. So let me share with you this morning from this great passage four wonderful truths, four life-changing truths, four truths that you and I need to revisit often because of the temptation to walk by feelings rather than by faith. Truth number one, God is for you. God is for you. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us. The devil wants you to think that, that God is against you. That's one of his lies. 
Well, look, um, God, the hand of the Lord is against you for evil because of the evil that you have done. And he tries to get us to believe that. Hey, if God is on your side, who can stand against you? Because no one can stand against God. God is for you. Isn't that great? God is for you. And if God be for me, who can be against me? Who can stand against me? So the devil will tell you God's against you. He's a liar and the father of lies. What is the truth? God is for you. Second truth, God does not condemn you. God does not condemn you. Now, as a Christian, have you ever felt like you've gone too far like you've crossed a line and somehow God can't forgive you and somehow you're just gonna be forever in God's doghouse. Anybody ever felt like that? And that's just a common thing to feel like that. And when we feel like that, that's when the devil moves in with his lies because the devil plays off the feelings and that's why it's so easy to believe the devil because it matches up with your feelings. The devil accuses you, but the Lord affirms you affirms you if you are in his family. Who will bring a charge against God's elect? Well, now God could bring a charge, but God's not gonna bring a charge, why? Because it says God is the one who justifies. God is the one who's for you. God is the one in verse 32, spared not his own son. He's not going to bring a charge against you in the Supreme Court of the universe. The devil comes and brings a charge, but the Lord says paid in full by the blood of Jesus Christ. So it says in verse 34, well, who is the one who condemns? If God is not gonna condemn, who else could condemn? Well, let's look at the second person of the Trinity, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Well, God the Father justifies us. God the Son died for us and rose again for us. He prays for us. So the Father doesn't condemn us. The Son doesn't condemn us. The Scripture says of the Holy Spirit that he is sent to help us in our weaknesses, that he intercedes for us according to the will of God. He is the divine paraclete, the one who comes to live inside of us to encourage us and to help us and to be our strength. Hey, the devil will accuse you, but God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, he affirms you and he has wrapped his gavel over everyone who has put his or her faith and trust in Jesus. And the king of the universe has wrapped his gavel and said, not guilty. Because all the guilt and all the condemnation that should rightfully fall upon us fell upon Jesus on the cross. Romans chapter eight, verse one. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. Hey, what is the truth concerning our walk with God? God is for us. What is the truth? God does not condemn us. What is the truth? God will never stop loving us. He'll never stop loving you. He'll never stop loving me. Now the devil will, he will attack at this pillar probably more than all the others, and they're related. You know, if God doesn't love you, then he's not for you, and then he's gonna condemn you, so they're all kind of intertwined. But this one in particular, that God doesn't love me, is key. And the devil will work so hard to get you to believe that God doesn't love you. Why is that? Well, everything flows out of God's love for you and for me. Everything in the Christian life flows from that. 
The greatest commandment in the Bible, Jesus said, is that we love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, and all our mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second one is like it, you love your neighbor as yourself. To love God and to love your neighbor as yourself, those are the two greatest commandments. Now, how do we love God? The Bible makes it clear. First John chapter four, verse 19. We love because he first loved us. The only way we can love God back is when we first receive God's love for us. So if the devil cuts off our understanding, our belief, our uh, reception of the truth that God really does love us, and you don't believe that God loves you, then how are you going to love him back? And how are you going to love yourself? And how are you going to love other people? You can't. So the devil will attack that because that's the number one thing. That's the A in the alphabet. I'm going to take out the A and then everything else falls apart. That's the first button on your shirt. Once that gets off, the whole shirt is, is off because you missed that first button. So the devil says, I want you to believe a lie that God doesn't love you, but that is a lie. God does love you. Romans chapter eight, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for thy sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Hey, that's the Christian life, folks. The Lord makes it clear. You become a follower of me. It's not going to be a bed of roses. It's going to be difficulty. Suffer hardship, Paul said to Timothy, as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Good soldiers know when they go into battle, they could die. And many in the Christian life and, uh, uh, during the history of Christendom have given their lives for Christ. They were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. They went through difficulties. But listen, difficulties cannot separate you from the love of God. He mentions seven there in verse 35. Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. Those are big difficulties. They end up with the sword, which is death. That's a pretty big difficulty when you run into the, oh, man, I'm going to die now. But can that separate you from Christ? No. That can't separate you. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. And no difficulty, nothing that happens to you no family problem, no disease, no financial problem can separate you. No mental illness. That can't separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. But not only no difficulty, no one can separate you from his love. See, he asked the question, who, speaking of uh, some kind of being, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? But then he answers it with what? So it's who and what. Those things are kind of used both in, in that idea. It's what A difficulty is a what. Now, uh, some kind of being is a who. So who can separate you from his love? Look what he says in verse 38. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor angels, nor principalities. Those are who's. Those are beings. And he says, no one can separate you, not an angel. You say, well, why would an angel want to separate me? Well, an angel wouldn't want to separate you. But he's just, in, in Romans 8, 38 and 39, he's just covering the gamut of every conceivable thing. 
Nothing in life, nothing in death, nothing, no height, no depth, no, nothing at all that you could possibly imagine could ever separate you from the love of God. No angel could do it. No demon could do it. No principality. That's also translated as spirit. No evil spirit. No uh, good angel, no bad angel, no holy angel, no fallen angel. Now, there are people that think, well, you know, the devil could separate you from God. The devil could take you from God. You know, the scripture makes it clear that when we come to Christ, Jesus said that he puts us in his hand and he keeps us there. He said, no one can snatch you out of my hand. My father who's greater than all has given them to me and no one shall snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. He said, there you are in my hand and my father puts his hand over you and no one can snatch you out of this grip. But if my grip and the father's grip, no one can take you out of there. And some people say, well, the devil could. Oh, really? Well, how could he do that? Is the devil stronger than God? Is the devil more powerful than God? The scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 1 that we are protected by the power of God for salvation that will be revealed. We're protected for that. So how are you going to, how's the devil going to get you out of that when God is protecting you? He can't. What does the devil try and tell you and try and tell me that he can whip God? He can't whip God. And when you're kept by the power of God, there's no one and nothing that can take you out of the hand of God. No one, no difficulty, and no created thing. No created thing. I like that because where he says, Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, anything that you can think of, because all things apart from God have been created things. The devil isn't equal with God. The devil is a created being, and he wasn't created the devil. He has created the beautiful angel, but the beautiful angel, Lucifer, fell when he tried to go up against God. Everything is a created thing. Hey, you know what? You are a created thing. I am a created thing. Some people teach that you can lose and separate yourself from the love of God and your relationship with God if you yourself sin your way out, if you yourself turn your back on the Lord. You can lose your salvation. So they say, well, you know, uh, okay, the devil can't get you out of the hand of God, but as one seminary professor said this, well, it says you can't fall out, but it doesn't say anything about crawling out. He said, I think you can crawl out on your own. No created thing. You and me. We can't separate ourselves from the love of God. This isn't us loving God. This is God loving us, and nothing will separate that. And you can't do it. You can't sin your way out of a relationship with God, provided you have a genuine, true relationship with God. Now, there are lots of people in church who are members of the church. They're not members of God's family. They've gotten their name on the church roll. Maybe they've been baptized, but they're just baptized sinners. They've never given their hearts and lives to Christ. You know where you'll find uh, how the, the big weed out is getting ready to come into the world. It's called persecution. The son of persecution is going to arise, just as Jesus said, when the seed is sown and it's sown on the shallow soil, it springs up really quickly, but then it, when the sun comes out, it withers and dies. Why? Because it had no depth of soil. It was only temporary. And we're going to find out when persecution comes to the church, we're going to find out who's genuine and who's true and who's playing games. And those who are playing games are going to scatter and they'll bail out on the Lord Jesus just like that. 
It's the true, the genuine who really belong to him and there's nothing that they can do. There's no sin that they could commit that would cause them to be separated from God. Such a great verse, those two verses, such great verses about nothing separating you from the love of God. Hey, God is for you, truth number one. God does not condemn you, truth number two. God will never stop loving you as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, truth number three. And fourthly and finally, God will enable you to overcome. Whatever you're facing in life, God will enable you to overcome, verse 37. But in all these things, all what things? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword, all the difficult things in life, we overcome. Super conquerors, it says, overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. You don't barely overcome in the Lord Jesus Christ. You trounce the opponent through the Lord Jesus Christ. Your uh, huper nikeo is the Greek. Nike uh, has taken that Greek word to make a company, Nike. But huper nikeo means to super conquer. And in all these things, we super conquer through Jesus Christ. Listen, never play the blame game in life. Never play the blame. A Christian should never play the blame game. Never point fingers at other people. Uh, that, that's not the way the Lord wants us to do. How about this one? Never play the pity card. Oh, poor, poor, pitiful me. Linda Ronstadt and I, we just sing that song. Poor, poor, pitiful me. I, life is so hard and nobody understands. And, and wah, wah, wah. You remember when Jesus talked to the guy in John chapter 5, the guy who had been at the pool for 38 years? And he says to him, do you want to get well? And the guy's like, well, this is so hard. You know, when the angel stirs up the water, nobody helps me. And somebody beats me down there and I can't do it. And wah, wah, wah. If you've been there for 38 years, let me tell you something you might want to try. Park yourself right at the edge and when the water stirs, roll in. <laughs> How long are you just going to sit there wallowing in self-pity? Quit it. Quit it. Take responsibility for your life and look to the Lord Jesus Christ. In all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Rocky Balboa is my favorite movie character. In Rocky part six, Rocky's son was talking to his dad and talking about how his dad was holding him back and his dad was uh, going to become a laughingstock because he was going to fight again at such an old age and, and his son didn't want him to do it. And, and Rocky s looked at him, he said, you think that I'm the cause for your life being hard? And his son said, yeah. And Rocky said this. He said, you know, you, you, when, boy, when you were born, you were just so good. You sat in the palm of my hand. You were good and you had such a future. He said, but somewhere along the line, you changed. You stop being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you look for something to blame, like a big shadow. He said, let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But life ain't about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. About how much you can take and keep moving forward. 
Proverbs 24, verse 16 says this, the righteous falls seven times and he rises again. He falls seven times. He's a righteous man. He's not a bum. He's not outside of the family of God. He's a man of God, yet he still falls. And sometimes things knock him down. And sometimes he chooses, she chooses through selfish, sinful choices and falls in the ditch. What do you do if you've fallen in the ditch? You don't sit there and wallow in self-pity. You don't blame someone else. You say, hey, the devil will come in and he'll say, God doesn't love you anymore. God is through with you. He's a liar and the father of lies. So what do you do? You confess your sin and you get up. The righteous man falls seven times and rises again and says, I'm going with God and I'm going to trust God and he can give beauty for ashes. Maybe you're here today and you've fallen. You feel like God is done with you. He's not done with you. He's not done with you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He is for you. He doesn't condemn you. He says to you in that ditch, take my hand. Righteous man falls and rises again. And let's overcome through the blood of the Lamb. It's highly likely that you or someone you know needs the encouragement provided through this lesson. And if you'd like to get a copy of the lesson called No More Lies from Pastor Jeff's The Walk series, you can do that electronically by going to fromhisheart.org, click the Listen tab. There you can download an MP3 of this broadcast and send it to them, or send them the link to the website. They'll receive a blessing as well. You know, if there's one thing we'll probably take away from today's lesson, it's this. Walking by faith is hard. You can hear, see, or touch earthly things, but not spiritual things. In fact, even worse, when we base our lives on the truth of God's Word, rather than on the popular philosophy of our day, we are literally going against our natural inclinations. And that's why it's important to obey God's Word, His guidelines for life, step by step, and enjoy the blessings and abundance of a life lived faithfully. We want to help you to do that by offering you the seven-message series from Pastor Jeff called The Next Step. It's our gift of thanks to you for your support of any amount from his heart when given today, the last day of the month, a leap year February. Please know that Pastor Jeff receives no income from this ministry, but he is our chief volunteer. To get the Next Step series on a USB flash drive, digital download, CDs, or DVDs, your choice. Go online to fromhisheart.org to make that gift and request the series by name. Or call 866-40-BIBLE. 866-40-BIBLE. Request the Next Step when you make your gift. It's only through the faithful support of our listeners that we're able to be here each day to speak the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Thank you for your trust and faithfulness as together we take the next step in our faith journey until he calls us home. Thank you, too, for joining us today on From His Heart. I'm Larry Nobles, hoping that you'll be with us next month and a new series from Pastor Jeff entitled More Than Conquerors. That's when we'll start the message, The Verdict is In. That's on Friday when we'll again open up God's Word and share real truth, real love, and real hope 
from His heart. heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry who for 20 years has been speaking the truth and love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more. Go to fromhisheart.org.